Skull Rock Podcast is brought to you by the generosity of the following companies. Sure, sound extraordinary. To podcasters, recording musicians, and streamers who are looking for studio quality audio at home or on the road, the Sure MV7 Podcast Kit is a premium all-in-one solution inspired by the legendary Shure SM7B and is designed to address the versatility required by modern creators. For more on the Shure MV7 podcast kit, visit shure.com, S-H-U-R-E.com, or click the link in our show notes. Shure, sound extraordinary. And by The Old Mill Press, publishing beautifully crafted books that illuminate our world. To learn more, visit theoldmillpress.com. And by listeners like you. Hey, everybody. Uh, I am animator Andrea Steja, and you are listening to Skull Rock Podcast. Hallo, ich bin Animator, Trick und Zeichner Andrea Steja, und ihr seid gerade beim Skull Rock Podcast. Skull Rock Podcast, talking all things Disney, with your hosts, El John Go and Dave Bossert. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the Skull Rock Podcast, a show about all things Disney and pop culture, where every week we take you behind the scenes of some of your favorite Disney films, theme park attractions, performances, books, music, as well as what's streaming, what's in theaters, and what's going on in the universe of entertainment. I'm Al John Go, longtime Disney, Marvel, Star Wars, and pop culture fan. And you can email me, Al John, J O N, at skullrockpodcast.com. And I'm Dave Bossard, artist, filmmaker, author, and traveling man, and welcome to the Skull Rock Podcast. If you love Disney and pop culture, please subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. You can also like and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn. You can also email me at Dave at SkullRockPodcast.com. Happy New Year, Al John. Happy New Year. Got to beef up this crowd of applause noise. There you go. <laughs> there I we feel, go. Did you have Time a rockin- square crowd. <laughs> there right. you go. Did, did you have a rocking New Year's Eve, Dave? Uh, you know something? I have a rocking New Year's Eve every year. I uh, have a wonderful dinner on New Year's Eve and I go to bed early. You know, that's the extent of my New Year's Eve. But I, I will tell you, though, uh, it was a great holiday season. It really was. And, and I also want to mention, Al John, because, uh, you know, it's it's just like when we took two weeks off, so much happened during that two weeks. Mm-hmm. I mean, so much. I mean, I, I saw so many movies. We'll talk about that in a little while. Um, I was traveling. I was in uh, I was in Pennsylvania. I was in Delaware. I was in New York. Uh, I, I mean, I was just all over the map. And uh, and also right before Christmas did a bunch of shows. Yeah, it's true. It's a lot. Yeah. And, what and about you? Great. You know, we just had a very low key time here at the house, you know, while you're while you're off, you know, promoting books and doing signings over there at the parks and everything. And, you know, I'm just holding the fort down with the kids and cool. they're growing like weeds. They are. They had a Toys R Us style Christmas, you know, and <laughs> so they were playing with all their Legos and dolls and Disney stuff. And I'm making, you know, forts out of the. Uh, seat cushions and all kinds of stuff so it was just it was nice and i spent a couple weeks uh, out of the office so very grateful at the opportunity to kind of spend some time with the children give my wife a little time off and 
and uh, you know, make coffee and and chill out with the kids. You know, so that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. I remember those days. Yeah. you know, <laughs> and, and savor them because they go by fast. They really do. It's amazing, you know, Dave. Uh, you brought up the fact that w- we've been doing this show for for a few years now, and it just blows my mind because I remember starting this podcast like it was yesterday during the pandemic. And it, it is. It's crazy. I mean, we're in our third year of this podcast. And and by the way, to our listeners, I said to Al John right before we went on the air, I, this was all this all started with a whim. It was a total whim. I was I was on Al John's uh, podcast, The Disney List. Yeah. yeah. Uh, promoting my 3D Disneyland book, if I remember correctly. That's right. And uh, and you and I just kind of hit it off. We had a great conversation. And afterwards, we had this email exchange, and I sent you a thank you and said I had a great time. It was really, you know, uh, fun to be on his podcast. And he wrote back and he said, I think something to the effect of, you know, you ought to do your own podcast. Yeah. Something like that. And I responded, well, if I ever did a pod, because I had, I've had people say that to me over the years. And I said, if I ever did a podcast, I do one with you. And you wrote back, if you're serious, I will do a podcast with you. And that is how this podcast was born. Yeah. I love it. You know, it's it's (laughs) awesome because I I feel like, you know, talking to you every week, uh, just geeking out over stuff is a highlight of my week. It's just so much fun. And uh, you've got great stories to tell and sharing it with the world is just amazing. And so I, I appreciate the opportunity and I appreciate all of you, our listeners and our guests for supporting the show and just listening to it and making it a success. So thank you so much. You know, and I have to say, Al John, I mean, you and I are kind of like yin and yang. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we, we fit together really perfectly because it, 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 yeah. You know, look, I was on the inside and and did a lot of stuff in animation and, and written a few books and whatnot, but you know, you're, you've also got a storied career yourself as a musician and working with Gibson and, yep. you know, all the stuff that you're doing and, and the fact that you're like an Uber fan. I, that, that's it really. I mean, I feel like I can step into our listeners shoes and just sit back and listen to some of these great stories that we tell and just talk about what's on our mind in terms of entertainment and and what's shaking. So I absolutely love it. And uh, I'm glad our listeners have really taken to it. And so, you know, I can't thank our listeners enough because it's really you guys and gals that really make us excited for what we do every week. You know, and, and and I I will mention to you that you know the weekend before Christmas, and, and we talked about this um, in, in our last podcast. I I wound up before the holidays, obviously. Uh, I I did. I was down at Disneyland. You know, I did a book signing uh, at a private event down there, um, and then. Uh, on the Saturday before Christmas, or it was a, a week a week before Christmas. On that Saturday, I did the um, uh, Bob Baker Marionette Theater uh, Christmas Bazaar, uh, and they had an exhibit going on at the uh, Forest Lawn Museum of the Bob Baker Marionettes, uh, which was really fantastic, I have to say. Uh, but I was blown away because we didn't know what to expect. We had never done that before. You know, here we are, you know, uh, doing a Christmas bazaar in a cemetery uh, in Glendale, California. And there was a huge turnout. And I could not believe the fact that there were so many people that came up and said, uh, I listened to the Skull Rock podcast. 
I love the Skull Rock podcast, uh, you know, and I, I had a chance to talk with some of our listeners and it just blew me away. Uh, and I was so grateful that people were coming up and, and let, letting me know that. That's awesome. You know, and, and, and by the way, the next day I was at Walt's barn uh, and, you know, in Griffith Park uh, here in Los Angeles and the same thing. I had people coming up going, I listen to the Skull Rock podcast. I love the podcast. You know, I love listening to you and Al John, you know, and so it's really great to get that feedback, uh, it, whether it's via email or a social media post or uh, in person at these events that I go to. That's great. You know, were you were able to catch up with Gunny? Was he there? Did you see him? Gunny was there. Gave him a big hug. Oh. He was in his. He was in his. You know, total. You know, pressed uh, marine uniform and yeah, you awesome. know, spit shined and and they did the whole uh, flag ceremony. Uh, I I was really taken back by um, uh, that event because you know I've done over the years. I've been invited to Walt's barn to do a book signing. Mm -hmm. But but that particular Sunday before Christmas, the week before Christmas, it, it I had never seen it as crowded as I had seen it that day. Wow. It was absolutely amazing. There were so many people down there, um, you know, and, and I was there with Don Hahn and Nancy and uh, Floyd Norman uh, mm -hmm. dropped in and, and was doing drawings and stuff like that. So it was just really terrific to see a lot of folks. You know, Mindy Johnson was there. Awesome. It, it was just it, it, it was really a, a fun event. And it, and it shot by because there were so many people there and so many folks dropping by and talking and you know again uh just wonderful to hear from our listeners uh firsthand that they're enjoying the show that's great to hear and it's great that right before christmas everybody came out and you guys had a great time able to sign some books and and get feedback for the show that's it's great when we are able to do those things and i'm hoping that dave you, you and i'll be able to do more when these these kind of events happen at some point i'll be able to come out to the west coast and and see you that'd be amazing I hope I hope that's the case. I hope that the fog is lifting, as they say, <laughs> of this pandemic. And, you know, it's it seems like 2022, you know, the second half of 2022, it seemed like things were starting to get back to normal, mm -hmm. although they they are recommending masking uh, out here in Los Angeles, especially indoors, you know, indoor events. Uh, but, uh, you know, I'm just hoping that 2023 is, it, it will continue the trend of us getting back to some kind of normalcy. Well, I'm, I'm hoping that's the case and I am, uh, cautiously optimistic that things will kind of, uh, head toward the direction where all of us can kind of enjoy each other's company more often. And, uh, I'm glad you're able to enjoy some people's company there during those events. And I know, uh, whenever you're going to do those signings, you know, for your new books, uh, and you have a lot of books coming out this year, don't you, Dave? Um, we'll probably uh, end up uh, promoting those, uh, as well. So that you fun. know, it's something I, 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 I don't do this show to promote books, but uh, every once in a while, we'll give it a shout out. 100%. Yeah. Hey, uh, before we talk about what we've been streaming and everything, I have to play some, some of this because Skull Rock Podcast. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Answers your email. 
Hey, Dave, uh, we did get a, a bit of listener feedback from our listener, Robert Linsky, and I'll read just a, a little bit of this. Um, he says, thank you so much for your series on Andreas Deja, Disney legend. He really enjoyed hearing the stories, and when he told the story of Jeremy Irons' growling stomach, recording the lines, um, you know, it, it was really funny <laughs> to hear. <laughs> and uh, also talking about where someone told Andreas that, quote, you drew my childhood, and later that day, Andreas was signing autographs, and his assistant said, you have to leave to catch a flight, but he still stayed. He was able to have him sign my expo guide. So that was him. There you go. That was him. Wow. In wow. That's awesome. That is pretty cool. Now he yeah. also continues as I'm sure you get a lot of similar messages, but I appreciate your insights as to the recent return of Bob Iger. I'm in among the many who didn't believe the news when I first saw it, but I know in the past Davis said that he worked with Bob Chapek and that he's a nice person, but he believes that he may not necessarily be the right CEO for Disney, although he's he might be a really good CEO. So that's kind of paraphrasing what he says. But um, he goes, uh, "Thanks again for all the hard work you do with the podcast, and happy holidays." Isn't that nice? Yeah, I, you know something. I, again, I love hearing from our listeners. I, I and you know if if you folks out there have a moment, send us a note. You know, send, you know, do it on email or or send us a quick note uh, through. Uh, uh, one of the social media platforms, and we'd love to hear from you. It makes us feel good, uh, and it, and it, it motivates us. It gets us pumped up because we know there's people out there listening to our our yammerings. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, it, the delayed gratification is not a bad thing. I'm okay with that. So uh, I am too. Those, I am too. Send us those emails, and now we've got. Our picks and viewing of the week, Dave. Uh, since oh, it's been a few weeks, gosh. you've got a lot of stuff under the belt I, that you've I, reviewed. I really, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rip through a lot of this stuff, Al John, very quickly. But I will tell you, I went to see Babylon in uh, in the movie theaters. Uh, oh, okay. And I have to tell you, uh, it was. It, I, I didn't know what to make of it. It was, I didn't think it was a very good movie. <laughs> oh, so no. I'm, I'm just giving it a thumbs down and that's all I'm going to say Ooh, about it. Okay. Okay. Um, but I did see empire of light, which has a fantastic cast. Uh, Olivia Coleman is, is the lead. Uh, and uh, it also has Colin Firth and Toby Jones is in it. Oh, along with Michael Ward and uh, crystal Clark. Uh, and a few other minor characters. It's a romance develops in a beautiful old cinema on the south coast of England in the 1980s. It, it is an absolutely beautiful movie, and it, and it's kind of a celebration of going to the movies uh, in some respects with this group of characters and their life around this theater. And it's a beautiful old theater, too. So it's worth seeing if you have a chance, The Empire of Light. I also watched... Um, uh, All the Old Knives, uh, starring Chris Pine, uh, and and I'm going to butcher her first name, Thandley, T-H-A-N-D-I-W-E. Okay. Thandley. Okay. Yeah, Thandley Newton. 
Yes. Fand we, Fand we Newton. I think that's how you uh, say it. And Jonathan Price is in it. Uh, <laughs> uh, Michelle Williams. Uh, this is uh, uh, basically when a CIA when the CIA discovers one of its agents leaked information that cost more than a hundred people their lives. Veteran operator uh, Henry Pelham is assigned to root out the mole, and his former lover and colleagues. Uh, um, uh, with his former lover and colleague uh, Celia Harrison, uh, you know, it, it, it was fine. It was an okay movie. Um, I I I thought it was well done. Uh, it wasn't great. Okay, uh, that that's my review. <laughs> okay. Then then I saw uh, a movie which I highly recommend. It's called Living. It stars uh, Bill Nagy. Uh, and, um, uh, basically it centers around him. Uh, it's a veteran civil servant receives a medical diagnosis that inspires him to move to the South coast and cram some fun into his remaining days. He meets a sunny young female colleague who seems to have the pep that had previously escaped him. Hmm. Uh, this is this is actually a, a, a remake of uh, I think a, a, a Japanese filmmaker's uh, a film. Okay, uh, and, and it's absolutely fantastic. You can watch this when it comes on a streaming service. You don't have to go to the theaters to see this, but it's an it's a beautiful movie with a really moving story. I think uh, our listeners will love this film. Nice. Um, I also saw The Pale Blue Eyes, uh, starring Christian Bale and Harry Melling. Um, this is a veteran detective, Augustus Land- Landor, investigates a series of grisly murders with the help of a young cadet who will eventually go on to become the world famous author Edgar Allan Poe. Wow. Um, and it takes place at uh, West Point. Uh, and the surrounding areas. Um, uh, you know, this is this is a great detective film. I enjoyed this. You can also watch this on a streaming service. Um, I did see a documentary, The Beatles and India. Have you yeah. seen this? Uh, it's marked on my, my okay. watch list, yes. You know, I, I have to say, it, it, you know, it just is, you know, it examines another facet of The Beatles, uh, which, you know, I, I love reading about and watching films on. And, you know, obviously Disney Plus had that great uh, Let It Be uh, docuseries. Yes um uh, on uh last year uh i have to say the beatles and india is is a, again a, another piece of the puzzle with this group and it um uh, uh examines their uh visits to india and studying with the maharishi um uh, the only thing that i didn't like about this documentary because this was made independently mm. uh there were none of the Beatles song you know the Harrison Beatles songs yeah. that had the you know he uses the sitar and stuff like that I would have liked to have had a few of those songs you know uh in the soundtrack but right. you know it is what it is um and then I watched what I would consider a turd a horrible movie Oh, this no. is one of the worst movies, but I watched it from start to finish because I watched it on in-flight entertainment <laughs> uh, on, on, on my uh, uh, trip uh, uh, back from uh, the East Coast. Okay. And it's called Blowback. 
it was just like, you know, a crazy action film. A master thief seeks revenge against the former crew that betrayed him and left him for dead. Now with the cops and the mob closing in, he's in a race. Uh, he's in the race of his life to reclaim an untold fortune of cryptocurrency from those who double crossed him. I, I love these kind of. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, when I read, when I movies. read that description, I was like, yeah, I'll watch this. It seems like a, you know, a action packed film. Uh, it stars Randy Couture, who With I think UFC, used to be a wrestler UFC champion, Randy Couture. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, it, 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 it's a terrible movie. Don't waste your is. time. Of course it is. Of course it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then, you know, uh, during, uh, during the, uh, our travels, you know, Nancy is, is a whiz with the technology and she's able to cast our, um, um, uh, streaming services that we subscribe to. We can cast them onto hotel room, uh, televisions. Oh, that's the best. Yeah. So, so we were, you know, we were in, in hotel, you know, we were in a, a lovely hotel down in Delaware for a couple of nights and, uh, and also up in Pennsylvania. And we continued watching Berlin station, Ooh. which we're watching on um, prime Amazon prime. Yeah. And uh, this is really a terrific series. I have to tell you, it stars Richard Armitage. Yeah. Uh, Michelle Forbes. Uh, uh, Reese Efans. Okay. Efans. Okay. He, he was in Notting Hill. Ah. Uh, um, and uh, uh, Leland uh, Orzer. Richard Jenkins, if you remember him from Six Feet Under. Right. He played the father in Six Feet Under. Uh, anyway, uh, this is uh, transitioning from his job as a CIA analyst in the U.S. Cerebral officer Daniel Miller's new mission puts him undercover at the agency's Berlin branch, tasked with sorting out messy cases involving damaging leaks, whistleblowers, terrorism, and more. Um, he's mentored by jaded veteran officer Hector DeGene. Uh, Daniel learns the disorderly world of field work means dealing with de deception, danger, and moral compromises as he dives deeper into the German capital's Hall of Mirrors and discovers conspiracies that lead back to Washington, D.C. He wonders if anyone can ever be the same after a posting to Berlin. It's awesome. Uh, it's all shot on location in Berlin. Uh, it, it's a great series action-packed uh the stories are arcs for uh, like season one two and three uh there's a story arc for the entire season which plays out over the you know eight or ten episodes whatever it is it, it's really fantastic i highly recommend it i really enjoyed it nancy and i really liked it a lot there's some good actors uh, in that series oh my gosh you know uh by the way uh ishmael cruz is yes. it? I mean, I, I'm butchering everybody's name. Oh, that's Ishmael right. Ishmael Cruz Cordova. Yes, uh, which are some of our listeners may recognize from Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power series. Uh, he plays uh, one of the uh, lead characters, uh, an elf. Yeah, Raphael Tor Torres. Yeah. In this show in Berlin Station. It looks cool. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a, it's a great series. I recommend it. Uh, we also continued watching Tulsa King, which we love. It just keeps getting better with every uh, episode that drops. Awesome. Uh, 
Uh, we caught up on 1923 on Paramount Plus with uh, Helen Mirren and Harrison Ford. Yes. Uh, loved it uh, so far. And then this weekend, this past weekend, yeah. I went to uh, the Samuel Goldwyn Theater in Beverly Hills on Wilshire Boulevard for the Academy Shorts Bake Off screening. Ooh. And what that means is... You know, they've already boiled down the shorts for Academy nomination to 15. And out of those 15, the voting members of the uh, animation branch boil that down to the five best. That'll get the Academy nomination. Awesome. Yeah. So we watched the 15 shorts uh, in, in the Samuel Goldwyn Theater. And I have to tell you, there's two of them, really three, I guess, that I would recommend people seek out. Um, and you can watch The Boy, The Mole, The Fox, and The Horse. Uh, it's a 30-minute short. And you can watch this on Apple+. Plus. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have to tell you, uh, really great voice cast. You got Tom Hollander, uh, uh, Jude, uh, uh, Coward, Nicole. Okay. Idra Elba. Yep. And Gabriel Byrne. Mm. Uh, the unlikely friendship of a boy, a mole, a fox, and a horse as they explore the meaning of kindness, courage, and hope. This is a beautifully animated film. If if you know if you're a big fan of animation, like I am, you really have to see this short. It's 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 almost like a moving watercolor. It looks it, amazing. The, the artwork. Yeah, it, uh, it, it's stunning. It's absolutely stunning. It's beautifully uh, created, uh, beautifully executed. Uh, it, it's really one of the best animated shorts of last year. Uh, and you, and, and you guys can watch it. I mean, anybody out there can watch it on Apple plus. So, so take a look at that. The other one that I really, really enjoyed and very different style. This is a very different style is more than I remember. Uh, and more than I remember uh, one night at her home in southeastern Congo, 14-year-old uh, Mujini awakens to the sounds of bombs as her family scatters to the surrounding forest to save themselves. Mujini finds herself completely alone. This is a beautiful, powerful, heartfelt story. Uh, and it's done in a uh, more graphic animation style, but mm. just equally beautifully executed, I thought. Um, and you can see this on Paramount Plus. So you may want to check that out more than I remember on Paramount Plus. Nice. And, you know, there's other shorts you guys can seek out. There was another one called The Moon. Uh, which was, was again, beautifully done, uh, very different. Um, and uh, <laughs> there was a really funny one. Uh, the title is very funny. It's called The Year of Dicks. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and, 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 and it was told in five chapters, and it's hysterical. It, it's, oh. really, it's really hysterical. Um, uh, so, uh, anyway, uh, I, I mean, I've just absorbed a lot of content over the last two, three weeks. Well, that would you. make sense. I mean, you know, that's yeah. what we're doing. We're just hanging out. Yeah. So, yeah. 
So that's what cool. did you what did you watch? I watched a few things. Um, it, we, my wife and I, uh, we've got a friend that said, "Hey, you need to check out this A and E show called Sixty Days In." And the premise of the show is that th- these these jails look for civilians, uh, civilian people that have you know certain aspects they want to kind of work out or want to experience what sixty days in jail would be. Like and then they they're basically undercover and they're going to try to make the jail system better, improving the uh, improving the 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 whole situation there. Um, you know, with the whole thing in the jail and, and law enforcement and everything and, and how people are treated and the conditions of living there. And I must say, uh, Kristen and I binge watched like two seasons of it, and it it's pretty pretty great and. Um, I, you know, I have a lot of empathy, uh, for people. And I think there's a lot of people that, you know, jail time can be, um, you know, it obviously is needed, but I mean, I think there are people could definitely be reformed, you know, from it if given the opportunity. And I think there's just a lot of, a lot of dangerous situations and things. And I think sometimes jail might make people that are first time offenders even worse <laughs> you know uh, when they get out but it's a very uh interesting look into it and we binge watched it it was just crazy like one thing after the other but uh definitely something to check out if that interests you um we also went to the theater and checked out megan oh my gosh now i read a review on this film that it's like a horror comedy what what, what was your take on it um <sighs> So this is one of the few, I'll just preface this. Reviews have been very good uh, yeah. about this movie. It's one of the few horror thriller style films, PG-13, mind you, that has a 95% fresh rating, Dave. 95%, wow. which wow. is super high for a horror movie. Usually they hover around the 50s. Wow. And it's good. You know, I mean, this is basically like an episode of Dark... Um, dark mirror are you familiar with that netflix show it's kind I, of like I, I am familiar with it yeah it's kind of like the it's kind of like the twilight zone but the use of technology and in this case ai going extremely wrong <laughs> you have a, a little girl whose parents tragically pass away uh, in a horrible car accident she gets put the daughter gets put in the hospital and the aunt who happens to work in toys and robotics and artificial intelligence takes her in. So the aunt takes her in and says, well, I'm making this, this toy. It's kind of like a Furby and it has artificial intelligence and you basically feed it using your iPad and you do all this. It's like a Tamagotchi from the nineties, but you know, in a toy. So this artificial intelligence, she builds out these robots and I guess she's a wonderkind, the aunt, and she had been building robots, you know, since she was in college or whatnot. And now she has this Android that has artificial intelligence that adapts to its user and pairs with it like a Bluetooth device. So she pairs it with her, her new, um, her new daughter, right? Adoptive daughter, right? Her sister's daughter and looks harmless at first, but she is basically doing all the motherly duties. Come to find out later on that, uh, as technology happens, Oh, what the old adage of what could go wrong? 
Totally goes wrong. <laughs> and activate it, 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 Skynet. Activate Skynet. This is literally, uh, this is literally the little uh, teeny bopper version of the Terminator, Dave. And so, you know, there are interesting scenes in it for sure because of the, you know, over the top acting or whatnot. But it's actually very good. It's uh, it it has a lot of kind of underlying social commentary but without beating you over the head which i like it causes people to think but uh, allison williams who's also the daughter of um uh, williams the uh the ex uh, nbc dateline host right oh brian uh, williams brian williams so allison williams yeah, yeah. his daughter is actually the producer and the star of it along with the violet mcgraw who plays the little girl and then jenna davis who plays megan they all very good and super creepy. Um, yeah. So kudos to them for putting out a really uh, thought-provoking PG-13 <laughs> horror. Uh, it it's a glimpse into the future, isn't it? Is it is a glimpse <laughs> into the future. It's scary, you know. Hey, by the way, speaking of AI, you know, uh, just to kind of go off topic, but, you know, um, I was going to do a, a holiday post for us, and uh, I know this goes against every one of the artists that are listening, including yourself, but I, I had this little – I was talking at work about artificial intelligence and I just, and uh, they were like, it's scary. You know, you can have artificial intelligence, write a pop song. You can have artificial intelligence, did a review on the latest Metallica record. And I just laughed because it was pretty good. And kids are using artificial intelligence to write their thesis papers. Dave, did you know this? Oh, I know. No, I I know there's all of these software programs out there and and I have to tell you something, Al John, nothing's ever going to replace the human touch of the artist. Oh, no. you know, yeah, there's, you know, Canva and there's all these programs that, you know, anybody can create a piece of art, uh-huh. you know, but is the art good? Oh, it's you not know what good. I mean? But I, yeah. I just, I just and, laughed. I laughed because and, I actually and, wanted and, to do a, a, a Christmas card with you and me in the picture. Cause you and I have never had a photograph together. Oh, and, right. And then I just put Dave Bossert and Al John go in there and it came up with the funniest pictures, Dave, I need to send them to you. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and by the way, I, I, I honestly, I, I have to tell you uh-huh. that, um, you know, there, there's, there's people out there who don't know, who don't have an understanding of the basic animation principles who are using animation software to move objects and characters around. And you can look at that animation and go, this person really doesn't have a, you know, in-depth understanding of the animation principles. No. You know what I mean? It, because there's a difference between moving an object from point A to point B in a software program mm-hmm. and moving that object from point A to point B using a software program, but having a full understanding of animation principles and making that movement graceful and beautiful and compelling and funny or whatever. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, all I can say is I go to, I go to the movies, as you well know, all the time. And I see all the animated films and stuff out there. And a lot of the animation I'm seeing today in some of these feature films is not great. Mm-hmm. It could be better. Yeah, true. You know, true. Uh, and, and, you know, the average viewer out there is getting accustomed to less than. Oh, of course. You know? Yeah. And, and so they're not really seeing the difference. And may, maybe the studios that are producing these things don't give a damn because the audience can't really tell the difference sometimes. It's a difference you know? between a blockbuster and a mockbuster, 
right? Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I absolutely agree. <laughs> I, I absolutely agree with you on that. You um, know, and, so, but that's what anyway. it is. You know, so the machine churns out, you know, some horrible generic crap, and that's what yeah. happens. But looping back on Megan, yes, uh, it is definitely a, a watch because it is. It's telling the stories about it's thought provoking. Thought provoking for sure. Hey, you know what? All you have to do is look at the Boston scientific uh, robotic dogs that are out there, you Mm -hmm. know, that, that companies are buying to patrol perimeters of, you know, facilities and, you know, uh, march around uh, inside factories with, you know, cameras and, you know, uh, infrared and all of this kind of stuff, you know, Skynet. Skynet. It is, you Skynet. know, activate Skynet. <laughs> exactly. Uh, we also saw the movie The Invitation. And oh, this is another horror movie, right? Another this horror movie. Mm-hmm. I remember seeing the trailer for this going, yeah, I'm not going to see that. Well, I mean, you know, we're, <laughs> we're fans of like Interview with a Vampire and things like yeah. that. So this uh, boiler is a young woman is courted and swept off her feet only to realize there's a gothic conspiracy is afoot. And this is a Nathaniel, Nathaniel, um, Nathalie uh, Emmanuel, who plays Evie, <laughs> and Thomas Doherty as Deville, Sean Purity as Reenfield, and you know uh, Sean Purity was um, uh, Alfred in the Gotham TV show. And uh, there's a lot of great actors and actresses, um, all English, and it's it's good. Like I enjoyed it uh, a lot because it does remind you of kind of that interview with a vampire thing it's not as well crafted of course right so uh-huh. yeah. but but still it's pretty good so uh, if you're into that gothic uh, vampire thing with a little bit of a twist go for it it's cool uh speaking of horror i finally saw army of the dead with dave batista and oh uh, yeah i yeah. you know something i saw this movie a while ago uh-huh i finally saw it yeah. um and you know what it's, it's got dave batista i love it yeah, you know, I, I, love I, I love watching anything Dave Batista's in. He's great. He funny. Um, this past week there was this thing that said, you know, The Rock uh was surpassed by Dave Batista as this generation's uh hottest new actor. And I don't disagree because I feel like The Rock is literally the same character and himself in every movie that he plays. <laughs> right, a, and and Dave Batista plot. isn't. Yeah, Dave isn't. He's got yeah. some. He's showing range. Um, I know that he he some of his content, uh, some of the interviews he's made recently were kind of taken out of context in regards to him being done with Marvel, being critical of it. Hey, look, if I had to spend half the day and the earliest call on the call sheet to do makeup for myself, it would be a very daunting experience. But, you know, he's done it for so many years playing the character of Drax in the Marvel universe. I don't blame him, but the body of work that he's got so far has been very good Mm -hmm. and he's got comedic range. He's got some really great chops in terms of the dramatic end. And I thought he did great um, in army of the dead. It was a lot of fun. And of course, army of the dead is also done by Zack Snyder. Um, Right. Whether you like him or not uh, outside of the DC franchises, I thought it was really good. So I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, you know, I liked it a lot. You know, it, it had Dave Batista and had zombies. It, yeah. You know, what more was, do you want? Right. That no, wasn't bad. And, you know, <laughs> if you look back at Zack Snyder, too, you know, he's done a lot of the Army of the Dead or the Living Dead kind of uh, George Romero kind of taken on that that uh, that mantle. So uh, I appreciate what he does for the zombie franchise, especially dating back to Cesar Romero. So that was pretty cool. Um, 
going back to Star Wars, uh, at Disney Plus just launched the Bad Batch animated series uh, for the Clone Wars uh, s- uh, sequel and two new episodes, and it's great. Uh, what else can okay. I say? Lucasfilm animation just knocking out of the park again and something fun for Star Wars fans like Andor was. And it just it's all part of the canon. So enjoy the expanded story of the Clone Wars there. Yeah. And then I also saw Encanto live at the Hollywood Bowl on Disney Plus. And it's great. I can't. So, so they filmed that at the Hollywood Bowl. They did. They did. Okay. And, uh, and I thought that it was so well done. I mean, you talk awesome. about some of the, the 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 conducting and the way it was arranged, the live music, and the voice actors who came to do the parts and actually sang on the parts and kind of interact with each other. It's it's emotional and it's good, and that's why I love the music of Encanto. So, Lin Manuel, you know, congratulations! Another great soundtrack that I it, those earworms I cannot get them out of my head, and the kids love Encanto, so of course they were singing and dancing to it too. So um, awesome! I loved it. So that's a yeah. Little bit I of think what they I think going forward, whenever they do a live show at the Hollywood Bowl, I think they're going to wind up filming it for Disney Plus. They, it just they, seems like a natural. It really does, you know, and yeah. I think between that and the, did you ever, did you go back and, and see the Beauty and the Beast um, 30th anniversary special? They didn't do it at the Hollywood Bowl. They did it on, on the animation lot, I think, uh, David. No, I, I did see not that? see that. No. Yeah, you got to, you know, I think, okay. I, I, think I got to check it out as well. I worked on the movie. I got to check it out. Yeah, you worked on the movie for heaven's sake, Dave. Come on now. <laughs> you know, they got Don Hahn interviewed in there. You got to go oh, see yeah. it. Oh, yeah. No, without question. <laughs> I would hope so. Yeah, 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 yeah. So so that's uh, very good stuff. So uh, let us know what you've been watching over the holidays. Uh, you know, maybe it was Silent Night, Deadly Night. I don't know. Uh, let us know and uh, we'll talk about it and maybe add it to our watch list in a future episode. Yeah. Skull Rock Podcast. This week in Disney and pop culture. Wow, dude. It's a slow news period. The industry goes to sleep for a few days, for a few weeks, and I'm sure things will be ramping up really soon, but uh, let's go ahead and take the lead on this. We've got the next phase of Disney versus Florida as the government wants to take more control of the theme park district, Dave. What? Uh, yeah, this is, I mean, this is just a continuation of the feud that started the don't say gay feud amps up with a plan for more state control of the theme park district. Now, you know, we've talked about this before. Uh, you've got um, uh, down in uh, Orlando, at Walt Disney World, uh, Walt Disney World is in what's known as the Reedy Creek uh, Special District, uh, which is like its own little government, Self-government, you know, yeah. uh, its own little government. And they had a lot of latitude to do whatever they wanted down on their property for the last whatever it is, 55 years. Uh, and uh, there's going to be a bill uh, put forward in the Florida legislature Um that is going to restrict uh, and change uh, some of uh, some of what they're able to do, what Disney can do, you know. Uh, and I think, you know, again, this is this is fallout from the Chapek era. Uh, so I'm hoping, uh, hopefully, Bob Iger is going to be able to do something uh, down there to straighten that out. But uh, the legislature is, you know, we talked early about. If they disbanded the Reedy Creek uh, special district, 
there there's bonds, there's debt that that uh, um, little government you know entity has that would have to fall on to the residents of the two counties. I mm-hmm. think it's Orange and Os- Osceola uh, County. Osceola counties. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the Florida legislature is saying no, we're not going to let that happen. Right. So they're going to make sure that the residents aren't going to be, you know, um, uh, get the brunt of uh, dealing with the the debt on Reedy Creek if they dissolved it. So they're going to they're going to go in and change that. Disney's still going to be responsible for that debt. And by the way, those bonds were issued to put in all the roadways, sewer systems, utilities, you know, all the stuff that, you know, wherever you live, your town has that stuff. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So and when and when and, Walt bought bought that uh, bought that land uh, with his holding companies, it was supposed to be actual cities. Correct. You know, so right. they had to you put know, that infrastructure yeah. in place. I mean, the whole the whole idea for Florida was going to be, you know, Epcot, you know, yeah, the absolutely. experimental city or community of tomorrow, right. you know. Right, right. Yeah. So, awesome. but anyway, yeah. so the the saga continues, and I hope that uh, Bob Iger can straighten that mess out. Yeah, I think it just uh, opens up a you know a, the the onion will unravel. <laughs> yeah. If you will, if you will. Um, maybe it's just best to kind of keep it. Yeah. In place. And, and by the way, you know what this does? You know, if there's more state control, that means it just bogs down the approval process for mm-hmm. things that they want to do on the property. Uh, and when that bogs down, ultimately it's, it's all the park visitors and fans that suffer because stuff takes much longer to get done, Bureaucracy. you know, new, new attractions. It just, it, it adds a layer of bureaucracy that they don't need. Yep. Uh, so hopefully, hopefully that can get straightened out. Well, from that news to something more, more, more exciting. It's Disney Plus announces February 1st will be the streaming debut of Marvel Studios' Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And it's great. Thank goodness it's coming. You know, it's it's a very good film. And, uh, you know, I'm just all I can say is you're not going to have the same impact on a small screen that you do in a movie theater for a film like this. You know, the, these types of films you have to see on a big screen. I saw it in IMAX, you know, it was spectacular. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Well, speaking of IMAX, Disney plus is offering enhanced IMAX to expand offering on Disney plus with IMAX signature sound by DTS for the homes right now. So isn't that great, Dave, that it's doing it? I, Mm -hmm. um, I I don't know what all that means. Okay, so <laughs> basically you're going to experience IMAX style sound and I can tell you that um owners of certified a- AV receivers from Denon Marantz and JBL. Okay, so I own a Marantz at uh-huh. home and I hooked it up to my Klipsch uh speakers and I was blown away. Okay, now, what language are you speaking right now? (laughs) Well, it basically enhances your audio experience. So, you know, if if 5.1 DTS Dolby surround sound wasn't enough, now you can get IMAX quality digital audio streaming from that, which is awesome. So you can check out the Disney Plus shows. It'll say when you select a particular title, uh, brought to you an IMAX enhanced, So, um, which is great. And it... Now that I've got my subwoofer and all my in, you know, in uh, in wall speakers going, uh, it is awesome. It is absolutely awesome. So if you're an audiophile, you want that big IMAX theater experience, 
And uh, confession time, Dave. You know, I when we moved into this house right before the pandemic lockdown happened, uh, I said we're gonna go down to the Best Buy and buy the biggest TV <laughs> I could possibly put on my wall. Because <laughs> uh, little did I know how much time I'd be spending in front of that TV for two hey, years. Hey, listen, I I hear you on that one. You know, I mean, look, I, as the TVs get larger, you know, the the viewing experience is that much better. Uh, yeah. You know, for whatever films you're gonna watch, yeah. I think. Oh yeah, so uh, this is definitely great um, because it, the. The best audio, I love it, and audio only enhances that theater experience. Um, so I can't wait to check out Black Panther Wakanda Forever with this enhanced IMAX sound. So that's pretty cool. Uh, what else is cool, Dave, is the the gothic girl herself, Wednesday, got the okay, the green light from Netflix for season two. So Wednesday's coming back, and uh, I couldn't be more thrilled. Yeah, I, I'm really happy about this. I mean, honestly, uh, I it's sort of like what took you so long to to renew this. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It, that that's when I saw this. That, that's what I felt, and, uh, and and it's yet to be uh, determined whether Tim Burton will be back. I hope he's back. I hope I, he directs. You know, uh, half the episodes again. I really do. I um, think I think he should because yeah. that really set the the stage for the rest of the series and. You know, Dave, you know, we, we're critical of things. You've got that critical eye, which I absolutely love. But um, at the end of the day, this was a very compelling series to watch. And I love, I will never get tired of uh, Ortega's little gothic dance scene. That's probably one of my yeah. favorite scenes. <laughs> Listen, I, I have to tell you, I, I think the series is fantastic. If you look at it uh, as a whole, the first four episodes truly have the Tim Burton aesthetic to them visually. The second four episodes, not as much. And I think the reason why, Dave, I think it's because you see the character going from a monochrome, you know, gothic look, and she opens her heart up to the to the outside outside of the Adams family, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I get so, that. You know, I get the color that. starts pouring in, and I, I, I yeah. get that kind of transition as she goes from you know, being allergic to all the colors to actually tolerating the color pink with her, her friend. That's a werewolf. Right. right? So, I mean, I, I kind of, I kind of get that, but man, is Tim Burton great. And you know, he does color so well. I mean, look at Edward Scissorhands as an example. It's so vivid. So anyway, happy about Netflix and Wednesday. Yeah. So I'm glad they did that. Uh, We have some regrets Um, during the holiday season. Legendary journalist, Uh, One of my all-time favorites and highly respected Disney legend, Barbara Walters, a pioneer who spent 38 years at ABC News, passed away uh, in New York at the age of 93. And uh, She she had a great life. Great life. She she was groundbreaking, groundbreaking journalist. Uh, I mean, just uh, well-respected in the field across uh, across the networks. 100%. Uh, And... uh, she had a full life and, a, and an amazing life. Bob Iger, so, yeah, uh, yeah. Iger issued this statement. Barbara was a true legend and pioneer, not just for women in journalism, but for journalism itself. She was a one-of-a-kind reporter who landed many of the most important interviews of our time. From heads of state to the biggest celebrities and sports icons, I've had the pleasure of calling Barbara a colleague for more than three decades. But more importantly, I was able to call her a dear friend. She will be missed by all of us at the Walt Disney Company, and we will send our deepest condolences to her daughter, Jacqueline. And, wow, she was the first woman co-host of the Today Show on NBC. 
uh, chief correspondent for 2020, which I loved. Uh, my parents always watched 2020, and I would watch with them, and I still watch 2020 today. Um, it's such a great show, and Barbara Walters is absolutely amazing. And, of course, because of that, she was also uh, someone to poke fun of uh, with Barbara Wawa on Saturday Night Live uh, as well, because that's what happens when you get to that uh, that point in your career that you can be uh, parodied, right, uh, on Saturday Night Live. You know you've really made it. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. I'm not sure whether Barbara Walters liked that or not, but uh, I have to say <laughs> when you when you are when 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 you're made fun out of on Saturday Night Live, you've made it. Absolutely. And so there's Barbara Walters. Of course, the legacy will continue to live on with all of those classic interviews. Um, she will be missed, but I can tell you that she is highly influential. And when I was doing news radio, uh, I look to Barbara Walters as a as a great beacon um, of, of of someone to really model your career after. So, yeah, she's a legend. She will be missed for sure. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, I have to say, Al John, uh, this is a great way to kick off uh, 2023. Yeah. You know, just you and I catching up, telling telling our listeners all the great stuff that we had a chance to uh, watch over the holiday season. But I have to tell you, we have, we have a packed schedule <laughs> already for the next three, four months. You know, what's funny uh, uh, yeah. of incredible guests coming up. And I was just going to tease it a little okay, bit. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to give it away too much, but I do want people to know that we have new interviews and just new shows for every Monday all the way into March right now already scheduled we you know our listeners don't know how the how the the the, the food is made you know right you yeah know? yeah this is how this is how it's made and we've we've got so many great interviews and we can't wait for you to experience them here in the weeks to come on skull rock podcast so that's awesome and once again yeah. if you love disney and pop culture please consider subscribing to the show everywhere you get podcasts give us a like on all our social media facebook twitter instagram you can follow us over there on anchor all of our archive shows are there everywhere you get podcasts send us those emails david skullrockpodcast.com or aljohn at skullrockpodcast.com check out all of our links to all of our shows uh, you've got me in the disney list and Dying at Disney Podcast, you've got Dave and his website, davidbosser.com, as well as uh, uh, all the other things that Dave is doing. We're going to have all those in the show notes so that you can get the latest and greatest from all of us. And Dave, you've got the final word. Well, Al John, it's great to be back uh, kicking off 2023 with you on the Skull Rock Podcast. Uh, we, like I was saying, we have some great shows ahead. Next week, we're going to be talking to Didier Gares about uh, the origins of Walt Disney's True Life Adventures. So I can't wait for that. Uh, and, you know, we've got uh, later in, I think in February, we've got uh, legendary animation uh, God. Uh, Willie Ito. Yeah. Uh, he's good. We're doing a two-part interview with him. We have so many great people coming on this show. Uh, I hope you'll come back and join us, uh, especially next week right here on the Skull Rock Podcast.
I'm Al John Go, co-host of the Disney List podcast, as heard on Sorcerer Radio, as well as Skull Rock podcast. Here with my wife, Kristen. Hello. Hello. You are an earmarked agent who books Disney travel vacations for people all the time. Give our listeners a reason why they want to give you a call instead of just booking a trip by themselves. Well, I can do all of the legwork for them. I have expertise. I've been to the Disney parks well over a hundred times. So they've got that knowledge at their hand as well as it saves them time and money. Where can people get in touch with you so that they can book their next Disney cruise, Disney park trip, Adventures by Disney? They can contact me at theme parks and cruises at gmail.com. <laughs>